Pretty, a podcast about pretty much everything, including Bangladesh today. I'm Catherine. And I'm Jody. But first, Jody, I'm going to ask you, how was your week? Um, my week was, pr- uh, so far, it's pretty good. Um, lately, I've been trying to um, do more like fill my days with more because I just need to like get going so this week I think I have every like I have something every single night wow yeah I'm I'm gonna see how it goes yeah you double booked me with somebody else oh yeah I double booked you (laughs) on one date and then I double booked another person on another day (laughs) oh my goodness not just you and the other girl like like two other people wow yeah so with me, like, getting out and trying to do more, I need to figure out how to schedule better. So it's a it's a learning curve. I have the opposite problem right now. I kind of went a little bit less, just a hair, not a lot less. Yeah. Just one more free night this week or something. Mm-hmm. So what about you? How's your week going? It's going good. Uh, I did a lot of complaining last episode <laughs> about how I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't, like, getting up when I need to be, or having a good morning, like a good start to my morning. I was just running out the door. And I'm a little better with that. I'm a little better with preparing myself for my day. Awesome. But um, last night, I I did a thing I have not done in years. (laughs) I didn't tell you about this earlier. I stayed up till 5.45 is the last time I looked at my clock. And then it probably took me another 15 minutes to fall asleep after that. 5.45 a.m.? Yes, a.m. <gasps> and I knew, like, it's time to go to sleep because my boss was awake and started, like, texting and emailing me because she's an early riser. And I was oh, like, oh, no, she's goodness. awake and I haven't slept. <laughs> what were you doing? Editing our podcast. Oh, my word. I've been, like... I knew it would take me hours, and it's one of those things where if you sit down and start it, you can't stop. Like, I thought, I'm just going to work on this for 30 minutes. And then I, like, kept going and going and going and going until I had almost finished the whole thing. Yeah. I won't do that again. (laughs) How long did it take you, like, all in all? In total, it probably took me, because I worked on it for about two hours today, it probably took me five hours to edit the whole thing. Oh, my goodness, Catherine. You're a warrior. (laughs) are you like even alive right now are you tired I actually feel really good which is surprising (laughs) because like the last couple years I've noticed I'm getting like old yeah I guess where I need my sleep and I can't function without it I didn't used to be that way I used to be able to pull all-nighters and it would be fine I could do it once probably not two nights in a row I would die but like one night and I'd be good the next day. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a nap in the afternoon. But I haven't been able to do that in years. And right now I'm feeling pretty good. Wow. I did get to sleep in a little this morning. I didn't have to be at work until 10. So that was nice. Oh, that's nice. nice. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also feeling a little more on top of things because I finally got a car to replace my totaled car that I wrecked. Yes. So how did that all go? Um. Well, I didn't get a whole lot for my other car. It was an 05 Camry. And it was probably worth about $3,000. I got about 2000 for it. Mm-hmm. But I bought a 2012 Camry. Nice. And oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I got the XLE package, which has the leather seats. Uh-huh. I have a sunroof. Nice. I have a little touchscreen thing. My mom's car, is a she has a Venza, and it's also a 2012 and I feel like I have a better sound system and a better like little touch screen thing for controlling my sound system and everything than she does it's amazing I love it so much 
That is awesome. But it also means I have no money because I spent all my money on a car. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll have my car until it's dead. Yeah. Like, because I just can't. Like, I want... So, like, my dream car is, like, a Jeep. I've always wanted a Jeep. Oh, I had a friend who really loved Jeeps. Not a new one. Like, an old one. And so, like, it doesn't... I don't want it to be, like, super expensive. I don't want all the bells and whistles. I don't need, like all the new stereo stuff. Yeah. I just want an old Jeep and that's all I want. But I can't like bring myself to spend so much money on it. Because <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Maybe maybe in a in whenever I'm like established in my thirties or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I I'm kinda like that too. I just want something to get me for me to be I like I really sure. don't but need you also fancy. had to do that. Yeah. You had to go get a new car. Yeah, I had to. Like it was not an option. And I and I was getting a newer model and I was making sure I was getting something in really good shape not because mm-hmm. I you wanted feel like, like I need that like I want it yeah. I was trying to be prudent about it I need something that's going to last me a long time sure. so I was looking for lower mileage but still an older car so that I'm not paying way yeah. too much money for it yeah so but one thing that I'm really really happy about that I always wanted in my last car but they didn't have this in 2005 is a way to hook up my phone to the car, whether it's Bluetooth or like an auxiliary cable of some sort. You've never had that? I've never oh, had that. Oh, it's amazing. It's wonderful. Oh, it's so amazing. As soon as I get in my car, the Bluetooth connects and nice. my podcast starts playing. Yeah. Like, I don't even have to do anything. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it so Can much. you also like answer, you can answer your phone. You can. And... and I actually, I really hate that. Oh, really? I don't know why. Okay. I think part of it is mostly I talk to my mom. Mm-hmm. And she and I have the exact same voice. So oh. if we have a phone call, like, okay, we both have iPhones. If we do a phone call using the phone app, uh-huh. our voices sound fine. Like, I can handle that and talk to her. But if we do FaceTime mm-hmm. or if we do any kind of Bluetooth device, like if I use my AirPods, our voices sound too similar. And it weirds me out. <laughs> like, and it does her too. She's like, no, it feels like we're talking to ourselves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And hearing it come back, but saying something different, it's very weird. That is too so funny. neither one of yeah. us can handle that kind of thing. I can't talk to her on my AirPods or anything. So <laughs> I usually don't, unless I'm talking to somebody I don't really know. Yeah, I don't let it go through any kind of Bluetooth device. It's very weird. Well, okay. congratulations on getting a new car. Well, thank you. Mm. So we're really glad that you're home. We uh, took yes. a little while recording this episode because when we would have recorded, you were on the other side of the planet. Yep. In yep. Bangladesh. Yes. And it's so good to be home. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Like I love Bangladesh. I love it. And I, and I want to go back. I mean, everybody always says that, like, oh, I want to go back. Yeah. Most people don't get to. But at the very end, I was like, wow, I'm really ready to go see my mom and dad and my dogs and my church family. I really missed being home. But it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. So do you have any questions for I have (laughs) so many questions. And I think as we're sitting here, I'm probably going to think of more questions. No, this is good because as I was telling you earlier, everybody's always like, okay, Jody, tell me all about your trip. Like, just go. And I'm like, well, um, I was there for like 10 days. (laughs) And I can't just like, do you want me to start at the Houston airport? Like, where do you want me to? 
And so, like, and, like I really need so many people to ask to questions. It. Because, like, yeah. I mean, there's a physical side to it because you're exhausted and you're traveling oh, and yeah. you're working. And there's a spiritual side to it. Yeah. And there's a relationship side to it because of your friends that you meet. Yeah. Exactly. There's so many different facets of a missions trip. You can't just be like, how was it? Yeah. It yeah. was good, I guess. Yeah. And that's honestly, so I put something in my travel tips that will help with this Ooh, that question how okay. was your how was your trip so we can get to that later oh good good yeah well I'm going to start with the harder questions first cool um and then we'll kind of get to the little easier surface stuff okay so first tell me a little bit about the demographics there just okay. of the overall country uh, is it it's really a third world country it is so um so Bangladesh is very tiny it is right beside India. Um, let me see. Let me look and just make sure how many people are there. So there is 163 million people. Wow. In Bangladesh. For its size, that sounds really It's crowded. Yeah, it's extremely packed, which you know, like India. Mm-hmm. So India and Bangladesh are... I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, but they're a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they kind of have the same culture facets a little bit yeah um like they have like the beautiful colors and the beautiful clothing and and like the kind of cultural love that you just feel yeah like you can just you people tend to group them together which I did I grouped Uh India and Bangladesh together but actually Bangladesh I just I hate talking about this because I know I'm going to get something wrong <laughs> and so I just apologize to anybody who's listening who knows so much more about this than I do <laughs> I'm sorry if I say anything wrong just don't take anything She's I say there as for 10 days Go yeah easy. I, I couldn't learn everything so Bangladesh fought for their independence and so like that's a and they also fought for their language and oh, wow. so like Bangladesh is important to them it's it's that's their home. They are the Bengali people. They speak Bengali or Bangla. And that's very, very important to them that they are the Bangladesh people. Mm-hmm. Not They're not India. They're yeah. not Indians. Um, which is like I had to grasp onto that. And something which was really interesting that our missionary kind of said over and over to us was like, we're not here to Americanize the Bangladeshi people. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not here to teach them English because they have Bangla. They have Bangla, their language. And we're not here to bring um, American praise teams to Bangladesh. They already have their own praise team. Like, yeah. They already have their own systems in order. He said, we're here to help, to assist, not to lead, to assist. Yeah. Because they have everything that they need. And it's hard to grasp onto that as an American because we have, we literally have everything that we could possibly ever need in this church and once like and i mean even like, in the church we're so spoiled over here i mean we don't need half the things that we do that we have yeah and because they do exactly what we do with so much less yeah and you kind of have to like take your mind out of like oh i just want to help these people like those were You're air trying, quotes around that help, yeah, by the way, for the quotes, listeners. <laughs> air quote, help them. Um, but really, you have to be like, okay, am I trying to change them? Yeah. Like, the Spirit of God moves in that church just as much as it moves in our church. It may not have, like, a beautiful piano, which they need a piano. 
would be awesome if we could give them one somebody. Wow. Um, they have a piano. Um, I mean, but, like, they don't have everything that we have. They don't have the quality of stuff that we have. But they don't need it. I mean, they need it. But they don't yeah. need it yeah. to have church. And so, like, it, he just had to tell us over and over again, like, you're not here to Americanize Bangladesh. That's not what they need. Which that's that's kind of human nature. That's a good thing to know up front yeah. because we sort of want to like air quotes help somebody by making them more yeah. like us. We feel like we're in the right. Like yeah. in all kinds of different areas. I mean, which we are extremely blessed, but also sometimes we we think we're blessed but really we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like like we're blessed, but sometimes you need to be like, okay, I'm spoiled. Yeah. And as much as we want to give these people everything that we have, they don't need it. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Like, they're living their life perfectly fine, and they're happy, and they're nice, and they put their family first, and they're fine. They're good to go. Yeah. And so that was really hard to to really grab onto. Yeah. Was trying to, to be like, okay, I'm, I'm here to assist, not change. Right, right. So that meant that, like, in a church service, you had to sort of assimilate yourself with what they were doing, oh, which yeah. I'm sure is very different than what we do in our own church services here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how how is it a different experience or a different church service than ours? And I know, like, in different countries, their worship is even different. So yes. How was that? So their worship was different. Um, I can't explain their church very well. It's in the top of an apartment building, but they're apartment buildings aren't like ours there's mm-hmm. not like multiple on one floor there's just one. Oh, okay so, so it's just, like a flat yeah okay i guess where you like it takes up the whole level yes yeah yeah is that a flat i think so a flat, it's just like a you walk up a set of stairs and on that floor is just one room oh whoa okay yeah and then you walk no. up another set of stairs and on that floor is just one room wow are those other stairs like? Is there a door to the one room? Yeah, or is it, yeah, okay. yeah. There's a door, and like I think I don't know if they if that entire building was theirs because it because like it looked like people were living there. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. It could could have been like their university boys living there. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But that church, so that church was called the um, Mirapur Church, and their pastor was Pastor Peter, and he was wonderful. And his wife, Sister Tooney, was extremely nice. They are, they are just the most amazing set of pastor and pastor's wife I've ever seen. They're just wonderful. They're extremely nice. And Sister Tooney, the first night we were there, she measured all the girls and made us all traditional dresses. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and so we could all wear them to church service, and it was so, so sweet. But um, so you walk in, and it's... You walk into this church and it's small. It's probably, man, I don't know how. I'm trying to see who I can compare it to. <laughs> like a. Like in feet. Like like it's smaller than a Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody knows <laughs> a what small, a Chick-fil-A. A small Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's small. And like you walk in and usually their music team was practicing and they sang songs in Bangla because that's their language. And it was wonderful because they sang songs that we sing here, but just in a different language. Oh, so yeah. like we were all singing it in English and they were all singing it in, in Bangla. And it was oh. just a really, really cool. How cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's the most euphoric feeling trying to sing 
a fun praise and worship song in somebody else's language because you're all you're doing the same thing that they're doing you're just worshiping god and it's just like the it's just the most euphoric feeling that i that i've ever felt it's just like jumping and shouting and singing a song you don't really know but you know it's praising god yeah and so you just go for it it was just really really wonderful but so their praise team would be practicing and then they would let us the american team practice so they asked me to lead music for our trip, which was so, so nice. Oh Huge opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's a lot of work, though, too. It's a lot of work. But, the um, man, I'll have to tell you about the group that I went with there. Wow, they're so cool. Um, so the people, like, musicians and the singers were top-notch. They were awesome. So after praise and worship, we would have 10 minutes of, like, intense, focused prayer for the service, for the people who came, and then we would start music. And so after music would come preaching, you know, and then would come altar service, and we would just go straight into altar service, and then afterwards, if people would receive the Holy Ghost, which they always did receive the Holy Ghost, wow. which was wonderful, oh, that's awesome. we would worship and praise. Wow. And so it's very much structured, kind of like we would have a church service here. Yeah, 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 especially their altar, altar time. So... So you go into altar time and you just like, you're praying for the Holy Ghost. You're, you're not praying for, oh Lord, um, protect these people and oh Lord, give them money. You're not praying yeah. those prayers. You're praying, yeah. give them the Holy Ghost. They right. need the Holy Ghost. And they get the Holy Ghost because they're hungry. That's awesome. And so after that, he has like a moment of like, okay, who has received the Holy Ghost? And then we then we celebrate with them. And wow. so they, they played this music and the ladies get up and, and we hold hands and we dance in a circle and they like, they teach us these dances, the, the, the screw the light bulb dance. <laughs> yeah. The screw in the light bulb. And like you do it with both hands and like you just, it's, it's a oh lot my of goodness, fun. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean like everything that you would see in like a, like a Bollywood yeah movie yeah. is like what they would do. Because that's is, their culture. That's yeah, it's culture. our culture. I, and it I've was, told people several times when I was in Africa, I I did things in that church service and danced in ways that I would, would never, never do hear. in the United States Mm-mm. because it's a whole different culture. It's a whole it different is. thing. And just think about the African culture. Think about how much movement goes on in mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But that's just how they are. And mm-hmm. in fact, they wouldn't and even segregate not- it. It was men and women and the kids and everybody dancing all together. And it's not the kind of dancing, it's not dancing in the way that you think dancing is. It's yeah. purely worship. It's pure worship. That's yeah. all it is. It's, and so it's like just they like, taught us dances and stuff. expressed yeah. outside, which is mm-hmm. just, we don't do that enough here yeah. in the United States. We're very much keep it together, yeah. hold it all together. We don't let out our joy the way other people do, especially in countries that are developing like that. I know, I know. They. It was very much choreographed. That's Which so cool. was very interesting. Yeah. Like, not in the way of, like, they had practice before service. Right. But in the way that whenever you saw somebody else doing it, you did it with them. Yeah. And then the whole, everybody did it together. Yeah. And then you just followed that person. There was, the, there was stuff like that in Africa. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when uh, we have, like, kids' church. Oh, yeah. And we sing the yeah. song about Father Abraham and everything is choreographed. Mm-hmm. Or you sing the song about this little light of mine and you mm-hmm. have your finger up and all mm-hmm. of that. It, there was like certain songs that there were these certain dances to. Oh, yeah. And we all just do them. Yeah. That's yeah. what we did too. That is so cool. I mean, and we sang them the entire 
entire time, like not even at church. Yeah. Like we did them in the bus. Like yeah. it was fun. Yeah, we did too. I have recordings of us singing in the van. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, but their church services were were really, really wonderful, and I was I was worried at first because you walk in and you're like, oh, this is nothing like my service at home. Yeah. But it's really comforting to know that God is the same yeah. there as he is here. Yeah. It's the same spirit, and so I got over it really fast. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it feels comfortable. You know you're, like, at home. As soon yeah. as you're in, like, a place where people of God are there, too, you just feel yes. like you're at home. Yes. Yeah. It's just amazing. Okay, so this one's an even tougher one. Did you, like, leading up to your trip and you're praying about it and you're preparing yourself spiritually mm-hmm. for it, did you have anything that you were praying for Bangladesh before going there? And then if you did, did those prayers change since being there? Okay, so yes, I did have very specific prayers. So my first one, very obvious, is Lord forgive me for anything that I've ever done to upset you, to to wrong you, to anything that is a sin, because I didn't want that to hinder me at all whenever I got there. I wanted to be a completely open and clean vessel, because like, I just didn't want to have to worry about yeah. that. So I was just like very consistent with my like repentance, for sure. Yes. Like Even if I didn't think I've done anything wrong, I could have thought something wrong, I could have, I was just... Yeah. I want to be ready. Right. Whenever I get there, I don't want yeah. anything to hinder the spirit. Um I I mean I prayed for safety and I prayed for God to just move. So those were the three main three main things that I prayed like almost every day yeah. leading up to it. I prayed that that God would let me know if I was being called to missions. Oh, yeah. Um and that is a prayer that's still not exactly answered. Yeah. Um so they haven't changed. I mean, that one hasn't changed since being there. Yeah. So I'm still like, it's a, it's kind of like an open door, not in the sense of like, oh, the door is open. You got to go through. Right. But it's just a door that, that. It's just not a closed it's door. It's not a closed door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an open door. It's not a closed door. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah. But that's, that's just, I guess there's so many things, even things that we don't recognize that are open doors and closed doors because yeah. We're submitted, mm-hmm. and as long as we stay submitted, we have to be open to whatever he's going to call us to do, mm-hmm. and staying open mm-hmm. to missions is part of that. Oh, but it's scary, man. It's scary, I know. That is a scary time. Like, when I, whenever I was there, I was like, wow, I love this place so much, but oh Lord, if you call me here, I don't know if I'll be able to survive. Yeah. Because like... I, I was just like, man, I am not cut out for this. Yeah. Like, I like I so want to be the person to be like, oh, God's called me to Bangladesh, a third oh, world country. And, right. like, I can't even drink the water there. That's how intense <laughs> it is. But, like, that is not me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if God calls me, then I'll, I'll for sure go. But I was kind of by the end of it, I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus, for not calling me here because I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Right, right. I don't know, know, but like tomorrow he could be like, okay, Jody, time to go back to Bangladesh. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't want to say too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that prayer hasn't really changed. Um, I'm still asking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think for me it has to be um, very apparent. Like somebody's going to have to come up to me and tell me like three times, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe fleece God a little bit too after that. Yeah, I know exactly you, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so another one was um, oftentimes you get a little journal before you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to talk about this later in your travel tips, but what I want to know specifically, is there is there a particular journal entry that you did that has really stuck with you or just like the, the one that stands out the most to you? Yeah. Um, hmm. So, okay, so here's the thing. I didn't write in my journal that they gave me. Which was, is killing me. It's I know. killing you know me. Honestly, I had a journal that they gave me and it had AYC on it and everything. I wrote it out on the plane there. Yeah. But I don't think I ever used it while You have I was nothing there. but good intentions and then yes, it doesn't happen. and it does not work. Yeah, but I couldn't do it. I do have something that if it was a journal entry, then it would be my favorite one. Okay. So I'll what tell you it? about that. Yes. So whenever you get to this place, so we got there, we got to Dhaka, Bangladesh. Okay, let me just tell you how we got there. Okay, so we left Houston and we flew to Dubai and that was 15 hours of flight. Which is awful. Which is awful. I've done 13 hours and I thought I was going to die by hour 12 and a half. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like those last four hours never end. Yes. It's awful. It's awful. Anyway, so in Dubai. So we have a six hour layover in Dubai and then we leave for Dhaka, which is a four hour plane flight. Okay. So we get to Dhaka and it's like 10 a.m., 8 to 10 a.m. I forget what time. And they give you like the day to... I don't know when we got to our hotel may have been like closer to noon because they gave us the afternoon to kind of chill out take and like a quick little baby nap and then go about go down to devotion yeah and so after the first day they throw you headfirst into sightseeing ministry villages universities they don't give you a chance because the missionaries are like oh, you're here, we're going to use you. Because, I mean, like, they very well should because they need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, you get there, and you don't really have any time. Like, there's – To, like, take a breather. You're just going. You're just going, going, going. Which, honestly, though, whenever I had moments while I was in Botswana where – okay, we just, we're just going to go chill for like two hours or something. Mm-hmm. The whole time was misery because I felt like we are wasting time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and look at this swimming pool that I've been staring at for three days. I want to go out there and mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a good thing that you're crammed and busy. It is. It is. So you don't really get a chance to be like, to kind of trick your mind into being like, okay, Jody, look at the people around you. Like, you don't really get a chance to marvel. Yeah. And so on the last night, so it was Sunday night, and it was about 9 o'clock, and we had to be rushed out of church because we had a, a 1 a.m. flight or something like that. We had oh, to be, wow. we had to leave our hotel at like 10.30 to get to the airport. Oh, my goodness. And so we're like rushing to get to the bus. And so we're like, we say goodbye to all of our friends at the church, and it hasn't really hit you yet that you're leaving. And so we're rushing to the bus. And as soon as we get on the bus, something broke something in like, I'm getting goosebumps. Like, so I'm just listening to you talk about it. Oh man, it was crazy. So we, so we got on the bus and we had two buses because we couldn't fit everybody on one. And on our bus, we had sister day who is sister Francis day. So she's another missionary there. Um, and she turned to us before the bus started moving and she kind of like spoke a word into our life. And she said, wow. like, I'm so thankful that each and every one of you came 
and God's going to do really great things. And she just kind of like spoke a word into our life. And we just all like the Holy Ghost fell in that bus. And like we started driving and we looked out the side of our windows and it was like, oh, like I love these people. Wow. Like I love, I love this country. I love these people. They need the Holy Ghost. Like you could, you just, you felt the burden so heavy in that bus. Wow. Heavier than you, than you felt it all week long. Yeah. We kind of just realized like, okay, we're leaving and we're leaving these people behind. And it was so difficult. It was wow. so hard. And like, I mean, I've never, I'm not like an over spiritual person. I don't just like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, there was like, God was moving in that bus. It was crazy. Wow. It was like a taste of what he feels for the people. That, so that was my favorite part. And whenever I tell people that my favorite part was leaving, they're like, I don't understand. And I was like, (laughs) just let me explain it to you. Yeah. That was probably the most emotional part of the whole trip. Yeah. Was that hour long bus ride back to the hotel and just standing there, sitting there with all my friends. And we just knew that in about 28 or so hours that one, we weren't going to be together anymore. Mm -hmm. And two, we'd be away from Bangladesh. Yeah. Probably for the last time. Yeah. And so that was probably my favorite. Like I'll always, I'll always remember like driving through that little, that tight marketplace. There's hundreds of people on either side of you and just looking out and remembering like all these people are so wonderful. They're so nice and you have to leave them now. So that's my favorite, my favorite memory. Wow. Uh, I, I always see, I follow like the AYC hashtag, whatever trips are going on for the year. I'll follow them around on Instagram, you know, just to see what's going on, even if I don't know anybody on those trips. And I always see people post pictures that say something like, oh, I left my heart behind in Zambia or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I always feel like, oh, it's so corny. But that's because I'm not relating to that person. I remember yeah. how that felt leaving Botswana. Yeah. And it was, it was, I didn't have that experience that you had where we were all together and we just like felt the burden for these Mm -hmm. people but I think we all kind of dealt with that separately yeah in our own way I remember the whole flight we we took like a little puddle jumper from Heberone which is the capital of Botswana down to Johannesburg in South Africa and that's where we were going to get our big plane back to Europe and then to the states we took up almost every seat on this little puddle jumper because there's like 30 (laughs) of us and we were quiet the whole way. Yes. It wasn't talking about what happened or anything. We were just kind of, it was like grieving for having to leave. And everybody was just staring out the windows and looking at the landscape. And it was just, I remember it being hard. Yeah. And I remember, you never think about the place the same way again. You think about yourself being mm-hmm. there instead mm-hmm. of, oh, this is a faraway place that I don't understand or I don't know anything about. Instead, mm-hmm. like, you identify with it now because you've been there. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. different after. I I very much like the word you described it, grieving. Mm-hmm. It really was that. It was like it you're is. mourning for, I don't know, it's just, man, I wish everybody... And you can't put your finger on what it is you're grieving yeah. for, but yeah. And, like, people are like, oh, why would you love that? Like... Because, like, that's when you truly feel that burden. Yeah. And as much as it, it's so heavy on your shoulders, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, yeah. for giving me this burden. Because it's understanding his heart. Yeah. Phew. That's my favorite part. I wish everybody could experience that. Yeah. 
That's that's really something. I think everybody that's needs why everybody, to experience everybody it. needs to experience it. Yeah. yeah, that's why everybody needs to take a mission trip at some point, mm-hmm. whether you're called mm-hmm. or not. And even if it's not to another country, even yeah. if it's to oh, another yeah. city in the United States, just going somewhere that you've never gone before and will probably never go again except for to serve this one purpose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next question is... How has this experience changed you spiritually? And we did just kind of touch on that. But I mean, like, how do you feel like this will affect you in the long run? Because you've already been on a missions trip before. So how does this one in particular change you? So I'm going to be real honest. So since I've come back, it's kind of been like a, a low time. Like it hasn't been like you pray every morning. It hasn't, I haven't been rejuvenated. Wow. That's yeah. the thing. Um, and I haven't been like, I didn't come back. Like I came back with a burden and I came back with a desire to do more. But I didn't come back like like somebody would come back from a big youth conference. Like yeah. pumped up and ready to go. Yeah. Instead of, instead of being filled, you feel like you're spent. Yeah. Like, and so to be honest, my spiritual life has just not been great recently. And the good thing is that I know that my spiritual life hasn't been great, which I think is really good because sometimes there can be delusion. So, and I've been working on it, like, I don't know. It just seems like there's something missing. There's something wrong. There's something that I'm not doing correctly, and I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not on target. I'm not doing the best that I could possibly do. And you would think, coming back from a mission trip like this, you would have, like, so much more clarity on what you're supposed to be doing. So much more drive. But honestly, like, I don't know what it is. It's just things are not lining up the way that they need to line up. And I don't know if it's just the season of life I'm in. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I know what you mean. I, I've, I, like, I feel like I feel what you're describing. Yeah. And I have been there. And I, I think it is a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we experience that kind of time of, like, feeling quiet. Yeah. Spiritually. And, and it does, like, we are so scared of, in a good way, of being deceived mm-hmm. in some way. Or of having some self-deception yeah. of some sort. And so... Times like that, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I I do get nervous about, wait, what am I doing wrong? Am I not yeah. right or something? But mm-hmm. I think it's just being persistent, even mm-hmm. in a season of, like, like this, where it feels like you're spent, you're yeah. not pumped up, and, and the thing is, you need something to fill you. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I have so many, I have so many, like, desires and ideas and exciting things that I want to do and get done and and contribute to my ministry and the people around me even develop my ministry but it's just like how do I get going yeah I just don't know it's just like I know something needs to change but I don't know what it is maybe it's just like you just need more time just more time yeah with the Lord or more time in prayer not so much pouring yourself out in prayer like intercession or yeah. anything like that but receiving something yeah so Cause yeah a trip like that you do you spend 
everything. Mm-hmm. You, you've prepared yourself for so long to be able to empty yourself while you're there. And now you just need refilled yeah. in some way. This would be a great time to go on our youth retreat. Oh, it would. <laughs> oh, goodness. I need a youth retreat. But yeah, so I don't think anything has changed spiritually. I do think I'm a, I hate saying this because it sounds very pretentious. I do think I'm a little bit wiser yeah. and a little more honest. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of flaws and I've kind of come to terms with it whenever I was over there, which was weird. And like, I'm not, I just, I've kind of come to the point where I'm not going to lie to myself about where I am. Like, I'm not going to be like, okay, Jody, you're good. You know, yeah. it's fine. You can stay here. Like, no, like I'm in a place where I don't really want to be and I want to do better, but it's yeah. hard. Yeah. So I think I came back a little bit wiser in that sense. That's good. That's awesome. Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. But it's also, a thing. it brings you to a lot of things that you don't want to hear from yourself. It does. It really it does. does. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So we talked about the difference between what their church service is like and what our churches are like Mm -hmm. and it kind of it kind of got me to thinking while you were saying it that it it was interesting for you to observe their worship Mm -hmm. and you feel like that was very different but also feel the comfort of wow these people know God too yeah and they worship the same God I do Mm -hmm. and we're in the same presence together but how do you think that goes on the flip side what do you think they think of Americans Oh, so the Bengali people love Americans. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. They were very, everybody was very excited that we were there. Not just in the church, people on the street. They yeah. were just, re- they, they would come up to us and, and take pictures. They would I ask the to take same, selfies with us. Same thing yeah. in Botswana. Like, everybody loved Americans. In yeah. fact, several of our girls got, like, proposed to. Mm-hmm. Oddly, did that happen to y'all? Yes, it Yeah, did. because like yeah. they just want to attach themselves to America in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really do. Um, but yeah, they they were very, very friendly. At some points, just as it is here in America, I don't want to offend anybody because Bangladesh is a wonderful, wonderful place. And if anybody ever listens to this and is offended, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's kind of hard at some points to differentiate culture too creepy mm. so they're extremely nice yeah they're, they're the nicest people they really are and they're excited that we're there but I mean there are some men who really liked our blonde blue-eyed girls oh and so and I feel like that happens here in America as well mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's not just a cultural thing right it is a nation universal wide problem yeah um but I mean for the most part for the absolute majority that was like negative like a a percent of what happened so yeah. I mean like the absolute majority of people were the nicest the most friendly and and extremely respectful they're very very nice people I feel like um while I was in Botswana they loved Americans and and yeah they would just kind of like oh I, I could they would like come up to a girl oh I wouldn't mind an American wife you know yeah, it was sort of yeah. like a hint hint um but I also feel like it was a misplaced um idealistic view of the United States Mm -hmm. and it is I like I had one like teenage boy and we were like looking at my phone and taking selfies with it and he said hey you know this is nice this is a nice thing I I, I could have this you could give this to me (gasps) and when you go back you could just get another one yeah yeah (laughs) 
I'm like, you don't understand. I don't even own the one I have. It's yeah. not even all paid for. Yeah. And like they, you're like, it is a very nice yeah. thing. And, and I would have several yeah. boys say, and it was, it was especially the boys, like, 10 to 15 years old would say okay I'm gonna see you in America one day like I'm gonna go there I'm gonna get there but also I think because they have this mentality of you Mm -hmm. go there and then everything is fine yeah you can immediately live the American dream and I I feel like it's the way we portray ourselves in media that it's it's a very unrealistic perspective that we've given the world so unrealistic but yeah that's what it is but they are, they are very sweet people. It's nice yeah. to be from a country where you go somewhere else and and they, and they all love they you. They like you, yeah, yeah, because they're happy to see you. It could be it could be the opposite. There are some yeah. countries we may go to where they don't like us because of our nationality. Mm-hmm. Mm, exactly. So, what are some of the things you talked a little bit about the culture? But what are the, some of the things that you really loved about the culture? Hmm. So modesty was a huge thing there. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, the I mean, because it's a it's a Muslim. I think it's pretty heavily Muslim. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, but they're extremely nice. The prime minister, I believe, she's Muslim as well, but she has built two churches for the UPCI. <gasps> really? In Bangladesh. Oh, that's yes. amazing. So they have extreme favor. In Bangladesh, the the Christian community. That's awesome. Um, and the Muslims are extremely nice. They're just wonderful people because that's what the Quran. Mm-hmm. It's what it it's teaches. A, yes, it's a peaceful. It's mm-hmm. a peaceful belief. Um, and they're extremely peaceful. They're extremely nice. Yeah. Um, but they also believe in modesty, and so all the ladies are extremely modest. Whenever you do see a lady, she's extremely modest. I love seeing that. Yeah. I just really love seeing that. It creates such a respect in the culture. Yeah, there's a respect. So we were asked to wear a little bit more modest clothing, even more so than we usually wear. So uh, skirts to the ankles, no cap sleeves, um, that kind of thing. And we all abide by that and it was all good everything was great and the men unless they were like um driving a Mm tuk-tuk like a a a bike tuk-tuk they all had clothes on unless you went into the villages oh okay yeah yeah i mean and even then they just didn't have a shirt on yeah um so everybody was very modest so i i love seeing that it was it was awesome i also love seeing their clothing is beautiful so bright and yeah and just the fun there, yeah just really fun and also I just really like the aspect of a third world country mm-hmm. like it's just it's so different than what we have here I mean it is nothing like America nothing right and so like I just I, th- I thought it was just a really cool experience they're they're thriving mm-hmm. I mean they're incredibly poor but they're the majority of people live well mm-hmm. they live okay and they're okay with it. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't think they'd be living well, but they're good. Like, yeah. To them, their quality of life is yeah. as it should be. Yeah. I mean, you see beggars everywhere. You see people without their limbs because they had to cut them off because they got an infection because they don't have medical stuff. I mean, you see people sleeping on a trash pile. I mean, like, you have that. It's a third world country. You're going to have that. Yeah. But, I mean, these families live in shacks and they're happy which was a really interesting experience. I'm really got, glad I got to see that. So I think that was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Just seeing how these people live. And at some point, it was it was right to feel sympathy for them. Yeah. But at other times, they're happy. 
Yeah. They have a family. They they have a business. They have food. They're okay. Yeah. So. Like when you first got there, did you experience any real culture shock at like, oh, the bathrooms are not very clean or. <laughs> oh, immediately. Like I had to use an outhouse a couple of times where oh, I was. So. <laughs> that killed me. I am, I'm such, I'm not like a. I would not call myself like a germaphobe, but whenever I got there, I was shocked. Oh, no. <laughs> um, like, as soon as we got to the, like, into the airport, I was like, oh, I've got to go to the restroom. And then I walked in and I said, oh, never mind. I don't need to go to the restroom. Because <laughs> I mean, like, became less important. <laughs> like, over here was a hole in the ground. Oh. I mean, and, like, there's a lady cleaning the stalls. I mean, it's just, just a lot. It was just a oh. lot to experience right then. And like I'd just gotten off a four hour flight from a 15 hour flight and I was just, I was just dead. And I was just like, okay, it's fine. You're good. Hold it until you get to the hotel. You're oh, fine. Oh my goodness. And so that was immediately when you get there, it was intense. But then you walk out of the airport and all these people are staring at you because you're white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we did have a few black people on our trip, and they stared at them, too, because they're different colors. Yeah. And, and the features are very different. Yeah, just, yeah. 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 And so, like, we were all just being stared at. Yeah. And and they were nice. They mm-hmm. weren't they weren't being rude or anything. They oh, were just yeah. interested. Yeah. Like It's something they don't see every day. Yeah. 30 or something Americans walking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, it was an interesting... So, like, you get out there... And you get put into a bus, and you get thrown into their traffic. Oh, and yes. I, like, their traffic is something that you can just, you, you can't, you can't understand until you're in it. Because as much as I tell people that I could literally poke my finger out the window and poke somebody's nose, <laughs> they're like, oh, so, like, they're, like, a couple feet next to you. I mean, like, no, they're inches. Like, mm-hmm. we could, like, put our cheeks side yeah. to side out the window. Like, that's how close we are. Like, there's there's buses, there's tuk-tuks, there's rickshaws, there's people on motorcycles, there's some cars, there's people walking. There is tons tons and tons of movement on these roads and like at one point it's just like a three-lane road right yeah we counted eight lanes of traffic oh my goodness and because like, there's like small things they like foot traffic and i mean like they don't even care about the lanes like what's wow. a lane and okay, so they just like so zoom in and out i have a question i i've heard i don't know how true this is that in parts of india i don't know if it's all of india that there's no traffic laws. There's just kind of like these unspoken traffic laws that everybody follows. Is it the same way in Bangladesh? There was maybe one light that I saw. Wow. It was not working. <laughs> so, I mean, they were just oh, going. Oh, my goodness. There was, there's, there's, no, there's no laws. Wow. There's a lot of like, like if somebody wants to, to come across and they're like on a motorcycle, they'll, they'll, they'd look up to the bus driver and the bus driver would be like, no and like wave his hand and they wouldn't get mad they'd just be like okay and they just they just stay there until it was time to go wow like there's no anger there's no road rage but they're like communicating with each other yes and, they're and they're yeah. like let me get across and he's like no wow and but like and there's no accidents because you can't get going fast enough to get into an accident <laughs> first of all it's a lot of stop and go and i don't know it's just Crazy. like you you won't. it almost feels like it might be better to like walk wherever you're going oh yeah it, i mean it took us two hours to go 20 miles oh my god like and and you think it would be better to walk, but I mean, uh, that's that. When I experience that here, that stresses me out so bad. Yeah, like there is nothing worse than 
sitting and, in your car yeah. and like, I'm not going anywhere. I could have walked to this in less time. And I mean, you are going somewhere just yeah, very slow, very, very like slow. a few feet at a time. But the good thing is you have a lot of entertainment all around you. Yeah. You have like... <laughs> 30 people like people walk right beside you and they like wave like they wave at you and like at one point one of our guys his name is Mason he's really really funny he got out of the bus as it was like as we were going to the road and brought his gummy bears and, and gave them to some people in the, in the bus next to us uh-huh. and they were just all like they're so excited to see somebody and like it wasn't weird at all because he was just like with everybody else who was walking around yeah like that's how crazy and hectic and no laws there are like it's it's intense yeah oh wow okay so on to easier questions did you learn any of the language like any words well hello is hello oh that's easy yeah goodbye is tata so (laughs) i I mean yeah and then um name is namki okay so we learned that whenever we went to the village and we wanted to ask the kids their names so we would just say like namki and then Namki Jody, and oh. they would understand it. And then, like, we would make them repeat, like, our name so they would get it. And that I think that was the only only thing I learned. We we learned, like, a, a song, Shay Nam Nam Nam. And that's, like, all we learned. Like, it was, it, <laughs> they, awesome. they spoke so fast. And there was a lot of translators, which was really awesome. So we didn't necessarily need to learn. And, and honestly, the language barrier was like almost a little bit endearing because it was like wow I'm really here Mm -hmm. in a third world country yeah and I can understand them and they can understand me but we love each other a lot yeah and so I thought that was really cool um so I mean it was pretty okay with me that I couldn't understand them (laughs) it was all right that's cool yeah I think I learned about three words yeah possibly it's hard it is hard (laughs) it's very very hard and especially when you're there for such little time um, so you, you talked a little bit about things that made you a little nervous about being in a third world country, but uh-huh. as far as like crime goes or like holding your purse extra close or anything like that, like, were you ever felt uncomfortable about being robbed in some way or? So one of the first things our missionary kind of told us was like, don't be dumb. You know, don't leave your suitcase out in the hotel, like open, just go ahead and lock it up. Like, don't give somebody the chance. Yeah. Like, don't tempt anybody, first of all. And then, the a lot of times, the only reason that the Bangla people have iPhones is because they steal it from tourists. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So, during service, like, you, you wear your purse on you, and you go pray for people with your phone in your hand. Oh, wow. So, you hold it next to you, and you, like, you go pray for people. So that was, like, the only time, and, like, during altar service, our missionary was like, okay, whenever you see me or Sister Corbin say we need to leave, it's time to leave. You need to be serious about that. And so that was another thing that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I won't tell everything because I don't want to offend anybody, and some things are just meant to be, Yeah. stay with you and everything. I understand that. But, I mean, it was a lot of, like, you're safe. They're very, very kind people. They're not mm-hmm. going to hurt you. The only people who have guns in, in that nation are the police and the government. So they have a prime minister, and they also have a president. Yeah, it's a, I don't forget what they call that. Yeah. Australia is similar. They have a president and a, and a prime minister. Yeah. And they're elected positions. 
Yeah, and so it's not it's it's not like totalitarian totalitarian mm-hmm. kind of scary stuff. Yeah. It's a very peaceful country. And so like it wasn't I wasn't too scared the the whole time we were there. So yeah, that's I mean good. like there's like you you walk next to people who who might eye you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like there are little kids running around sell, trying to sell you something. Oh, and they're so so good at it. Oh. <laughs> they're so cuz they're they're tiny. Like little like like they just four or with five. their cuteness. And so they come up to you and they're like, they're they're like holding like stickers and they're like, oh, please. And they like touch their mouth like, oh, food, please. And like, Aww. and like you want to give them stuff. But like whenever you get into the bus, they're like, yeah, he's part of a ring. Don't do that. Wow. Yeah. It's like intense. Wow. It's so crazy. crazy. That, and so. You know what? That's something we have in the United States too. It's not. That yeah. It's not a new thing. Yeah. It's not. So that was, that was the, like you could get scammed. Yeah. But I mean, where is that not, you know? Yeah, exactly. But that was the only things. Wow. Um, so what are some things that you brought home with you? Okay. I saw I saw one thing that you brought home was that gorgeous dress. Yes. So that was the dress that Sister Toonie made me. Oh, it was beautiful. That was a traditional dress, and she, she made each of us that, and I loved it. It was so, so beautiful. So sweet of her to do that, too. Yeah. Um, also, I brought home three saris. Wow. Can you, like, wrap them on yourself? Um, yeah, you can, like, you have to learn. Like, so I gave one to my friend Ashton, and she wore it to Peak oh. last week. And oh, she cool. she wrapped it herself, and she was beautiful in it. Yeah, so I brought home three saris, that traditional dress. Um, I brought home a drum cool. and a purse that was made in the village that we went to. Oh, that's very cool. And um, I brought home three uh, Bangla Bibles, which wow. is really, really cool. There's not, there's, to be completely honest, there's not much that you'd want to bring home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not anything that you would use in your home yeah. from this, from from the place that we went to. And so, I kind of really just brought home lots of pictures. I think that was really good. Those are gorgeous pictures. Oh, the ones that you've posted yeah. on Instagram so far. I mean, it beautiful. was, it was it, it's it's so you can capture like somebody just standing there and it's really cool because it's so different from yeah. America. Yeah. So that it was easy to get good pictures there. So how was the weather there? Was it? Oh, it's, it's summer oh my over there, goodness! Right? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was it was awful. So like it's like I think Texas is bad. Is it worse? I mean, like so it. I can't even explain to you. So, I mean, it's it's a lot like Texas, but the humidity, if you can believe it, is even crazier. Uh, so, like, as soon as, like, it was, it was like a running joke with us, like, it's okay, we're all doing this together, we all look disgusting, we all are gross and sweaty, like, we're all doing it together, it's fine. And, like, as soon as you walk outside of the hotel, it's like you're drenched. Uh, it was like you were constantly sweating, like, they made us drink, like, is that like a foot? Yeah, uh, that, that looks like two feet almost. Like um, like about a foot and a half bottle of water. Wow. We had to drink like that and a couple more bottles every day. Goodness. Because we were just... Because you're sweating it out. Sweating so much. Yeah. And so the weather was insane and it was um monsoon. Is it, is it a monsoon? Yeah. Monsoon season. Oh my god. Yeah, so it was well, extremely season over here. humid. Wow. Yeah, so... It was hot, and I got sick at one point. Like a few, I, I think almost all of us got sick at one point, uh, just from 
either the weather, exhaustion, or not having enough water. Yeah, dehydration will make you sick really fast. Oh, oh it was crazy. It was bad. <sighs> I can never. I can never. <laughs> no. I was so happy when I went to Botswana. It's in the southern hemisphere, and uh-huh. the trip is in our summertime. So it was their winter time. It oh, was their nice. dry season. And so it was oh. almost like a Texas winter because they mm-hmm. don't get snow or anything. And so it's just chilly. Yeah. And you get in the sun and it gets a little warm. So you're going to oh. want to wear layers and take some off. And it did not rain. There was not a cloud in the sky because it was the dry season. Are you kidding? So that was so nice. That <laughs> is do not envy so your weather. nice. Yeah. It rained. It went pretty torrential for a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we get that in Texas. It sounds like like the more tropical version of Texas. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah we get the hurricanes and the heat. Okay. So moving oh, on. Oh, it feels oh. like what it's like after a hurricane. Oh. Like right after yes. a hurricane hits. Yes. Yeah. It's that kind of humidity, that kind of stickiness in the air. Yeah. And the air doesn't move. And it's everything oh, feels heavy. Oh, you just like walk through clouds. Yes. <laughs> it's intense. It's sick. It's walking through soup and breathing it too. Yeah. Like it feels not good to breathe yeah yeah that was that was what it was like well so kind of going into travel tips how did you deal with your crazy jet lag like what was the difference in hours so they're 12 hours ahead oh okay so i mean it's so that's about as far as you can get that's like yeah um because then you're like coming back around (laughs) yeah so okay so getting there it wasn't bad because they made a stay up pretty much and then we could sleep that night, and it was fine because we were exhausted. So it wasn't hard to adjust. Um, but coming back, so we got into Houston around 4, and I live just 20 minutes away from the airport. So I got home, like, okay, around... 20 minutes? How fast do you drive? <laughs> oh, my dad drives, so, oh, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're 20 you minutes know. away. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we get home, like, around, like... 6 30 or something like i, I eat chick-fil-a Ooh, oh yes. yes get some ice water some dr pepper and so i go to sleep at like 8 30 that night okay and then i wake up at around 3 30 in the morning and i'm like okay this is fine like i can work with this like it's still in like the morning time it's early morning but i can work with this like if i just keep going the way i'm going yeah don't let yourself fall asleep at a weird time it'll be good yeah, yeah. Did you make it? So it goes later <laughs> in the day. And I just like have to take a nap. Like I have, like yeah. I'm dying. I I just have to. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take an hour nap. And it was my dad's birthday and we were going to go out for dinner that night. And so my mom woke me up an hour later and I got up and it felt like I had been hit by a train. Oh, I have never felt worst. that bad before in my life. <laughs> and I got up and I was like almost laughing, like crying and laughing. I was like, this cannot be real. Yeah. Like I just cannot handle, I couldn't handle it. Like it does weird things to your brain. Like you can't oh, think right. Everything feels fake. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. So that was a Tuesday. And then, so the same thing kind of happened. I went to bed around nine that Tuesday night, got up around four, five, stayed up. And then I was getting ready for church that Wednesday night and I started feeling very sick and I got a fever, got a, got a high fever. And so I couldn't go to church that night. And the next morning I got up and I was like, I'm going to work today. It was a Thursday. Well, and I went in, 
I, I went in at like 8.45 and I was like, I'm here. I'm going to push myself through this. I'm going to get over this jet lag and get back into my routine. And it was awful. <laughs> it was miserable the entire day. I mean, like the only reason, like the, the way that I got through it so fast was because I, I pushed myself to go to work. Yeah. Um, if I didn't, I'm sure my sleeping would still be messed up, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had to endure yeah hours you have to have misery. something to drive you to get back on schedule otherwise yeah. you just kind of do whatever your body wants you to do exactly exactly so I went ahead and worked Thursday Friday and then I went in back into work on Monday which I don't usually do I usually have Monday and Friday off and yeah. then I work kind of like the Sunday-ish kind of for church you know? yeah and so it was I uh, I now wake up pretty early that's good which is interesting that's so I good. wake up like n- my body kind of wakes me up at seven Wow. Yeah. I guess you had an opportunity to kind of like readjust your clock because you were doing such a drastic change anyway. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. yeah. So now I I do go to bed a bit earlier (laughs) (laughs) and I do wake up earlier, um, which is good. But yeah, it took me, it took me probably that first, so Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, probably six full like intense nights of me just like really working to wow. get the sleep back. Um, but I mean, yeah, it definitely took a toll. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the coming back. That's the hardest. Yeah. It yeah. just hurts. Okay. So what travel tips do you have since okay. you've gone on this great big trip? This is like the ultimate traveling right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you're going to go on any flight that's longer than four hours, it's going to be miserable. Like you just, you can't lie to yourself. Like, don't be like, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm going to sleep. No. Yeah. And don't take a book and be like, I'm going to read through this whole book. Yeah. That's never going to happen. That's just extra weight in your backpack. Don't yes, do that to yourself. Exactly. I mean, like, don't bring all your colored pencils because you're not going to draw. You're just going to sit there and be miserable. You yep. are. It's going to happen. You got to prepare for it. I can't even listen to a podcast on a plane. Like, it just... My brain's like, I don't want to be here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So for a longer flight, just get up every few hours. Try to try to talk to people around you. If you if they're in your same group, get to know them. It was really awesome getting to know all my friends on that 15-hour flight. Oh, that's good. It was good. Yeah. It helped pass the time. Um, but, I mean, any, any flight that's long in the four hours, it's going to be miserable. Prepare for it and just get through it yeah because once you're on the plane you can't do anything about it you know <laughs> yes you're, you're in stuck. the air and so um let's see cultural money can be a gift itself so foreign money whenever you go and like exchange your money whenever you get to the place you're going to whenever you are using your money and you have some left over after at the end of your trip that can be a gift. Yes. Like I'm, I'm giving it to people as a gift. Like and I gave money it to from some other kids. Countries is so pretty. Yeah. Is their money like really colorful? And it was colorful. There was like. lots of purple and greens. Oh wow! Like light greens. That's so that cool. was really cool. And some orange ones and red ones. Hello. Yeah. There's <laughs> lots of different colors. So I, I gave that to some kids as a gift. That's cool. So I didn't have to like worry about it anyways. And the, and they'll remember that forever. They, yeah. Like, like my little cousin. I I brought him back money from Japan and now money from Bangladesh and he's like okay you have to go to more places now and bring me money <laughs> he's he's has some problems but he's <laughs> he's funny <laughs> um, something else bring clothes that you don't mind leaving 
guess. Because you're going to get a lot of souvenirs and you're going to not be able to make that 50 pound weight limit. Yeah. Like I did. (laughs) So at like 930 Sunday night, we had to leave at like 1015. I was chucking clothes out of my suitcase and I was like, it was intense. Like, like I did no shampoo. I left behind toiletries. Yeah. Lots of toiletries. Everything that I brought I just bought for that trip, and I knew I was probably going to leave them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, it was gone. So bring stuff that you don't mind leaving if you have to. Um, Take lots of pictures. Like, there's a line between, like, dude, get off your phone, enjoy it for what it is, don't look at the world through the lens, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then there's coming back and you don't have enough, enough pictures. Yeah. Like, know the line, don't cross it. Obviously, you need to enjoy it yourself, but get pictures, lots and lots and lots of pictures. You will not regret it. Yeah. You just won't. Um, Something else, write a quick entry every evening in a notebook or on your phone and just <laughs> recap the day so you won't forget. And this is something that I highly regret not doing. <laughs> yeah, because, I didn't like, really do it either. Uh, really it was hard, it. but. You know why? It's because it's. I was thinking about this when we were talking about it earlier. It's so overwhelming. You go through a full day. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write this. Yeah. Okay. First I woke up. Yeah. And then I had this <laughs> breakfast with foods I did not recognize. Yeah. And you want to describe it and tell every detail. And there's just no way. It's, it's very overwhelming. So hard. Yeah. Just write something quick though. Yeah. So you just don't, just don't forget. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is drink lots of water. Like, lots of water because it's going to help with the whole jet lag thing it's going to help with your exhaustion it's going to help with your skin yeah when you're there oh dude it's going to help you and if you're really hungry water fills the tummy as well (laughs) so that was my dinner a lot of nights was water (laughs) i didn't even ask you about the food was it uh so you just will not eat (laughs) so i lost 10 pounds on this trip Okay. So it was very, very um You really intense. enjoyed that Chick-fil-A when you got back. Oh, my word. I really, really did. Um, some of the food was good, but it's just so spicy. There's, It's so much curry, you know? I would love that so much, though. Oh, I like, couldn't that's my handle thing. it. I could not handle it. Like, every couple of days, we'd go to, like, a Burger King or a McDonald's or a KFC, and I'd just be, like, in heaven. Like, this is when I can actually <laughs> eat food. And, like... But it was it was fine. It's it was funny good. how all the American food finds its way to other countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's like a KFC everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's actually um, a chain restaurant that's sort of like a church's um, that's from Africa uh-huh. called Nando's. Yeah. And they have a sauce, their own sauce. I can now find it. I actually, I brought home a bottle of spicy Nando's sauce <gasps> for our pastor because he loves hot sauce. And I like, I made sure that they weren't going to take it from me at security or anything. Yeah. Like I protected that bottle and I gave it to my pastor and I was uh-huh. so proud. Mm-hmm. And then like a few weeks later, I saw it at our grocery store. Yes. And I was like, are yes. you kidding me? I know. But that is something that's actually found its way from another country to America, which is which amazing. Which is really cool. And Everybody loves Nando's. I have actually haven't gone to it. I've heard great things about it though. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The sauce is interesting. It's got a different flavor mm. for sure. 
Okay, so those were all your travel tips. Do you have any more? Um, let me look. I'm actually about to go on a quick little plane ride trip just to St. Louis for a conference. So I'm kind of like, I always take a trip as a personal challenge if I'm going to go on a plane. Uh huh. Okay, you ever sitting at an airport and you see somebody that you know flies like five times a week and yeah. they just got it down? Yeah. They're not holding up the line. Their passport's ready to go. I know. They've got their little bag ready and, and like they can go through security without even thinking about it and yeah. not even looking up. I want to be that person. Oh, same. Every time I fly, I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this better than the last time? This is a personal challenge to get through super quick and easy. Yeah. So do you have any things that you picked up along the way? Hmm. So I'm not a stranger to flying. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't love it. I mean, yeah. but I don't That's mind I it. Um, I don't know. Just... Don't be the annoying guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, don't be the guy that's like has a problem with his ticket and starts yelling. Or don't be the guy exactly. who, or the girl, I'm sorry, guy or girl. Don't be the person. <laughs> don't be the person who like doesn't know how to get it out of the way. Oh my goodness. I have a story. Oh no. I have a story. Okay. There's a person in the way. Oh, on the flights. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is going through these people's heads. These these men, these they're and they're men. Okay, it was only men who okay. did this, and it was only I think it was only the the men who were going to to, to Dhaka, Bangladesh. Oh, and listen, it's very interesting because a lot of times our social, like what we do as like as our social thing here in America is mm-hmm. not what they do in Bangladesh. Right. And that kind of makes us look down on people. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, like they don't understand. It's yeah. It's just yeah. different. But, and like, they're like, Oh, we, our, our first thing that we think is, Oh, they're not as smart as us because yeah. they don't understand <laughs> these social cues. You right. know what I mean? But I mean like these people know two languages and they know how like, like they're smart people. Yeah. Obviously yeah. they just, they just on the same social standings as, as, that's the wrong word, but social things that we do. Social etiquette. Yes, yes. etiquette. Oh, Hello. there we go. Different etiquette that etiquettes. we have in America. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> and I said all this to say that I do not think these men are dumb. I think they're extremely smart men. I just <laughs> did not understand what's going through their minds. <laughs> so we get on this plane to DACA. And it was like these men had never flown before. But obviously they had. They had to be on a few flights, obviously, to be on a flight back to Dhaka. Yeah. And so, like, they're, like, standing up when they need to sit down and put on their belt. They're, like, they're throwing their bags all around. They're, like, in the middle of the flight, they're all, like, just standing up, just, like, in a circle talking to each other. Like, as if they're on the streets of Dhaka. Yeah, like, as (laughs) if they're, like, and, like, in the flight attendants keep coming back up and down they're like excuse me sir please go sit down or please go put on your seatbelt and like over and over and over again and so they finally get the male flight attendant and he's like super tall super broad (laughs) and he's like excuse me go sit down (laughs) wow and like they just like kept getting up and taking off their seatbelts like during turbulence and and it was just Oh, huh. so just don't be the person 
Who stands up and walks around. <laughs> who, or who who gets up as soon as we land? Like, as soon as we touch the I ground? I hate that That's, so much. We're still taxiing. What, like, we're what are you going to do? Going. We're going to go. I know. Like, are you just going to jump out and yeah. strut your way up to the airport? <laughs> exactly. Like, I just don't understand what you're doing, sir. And then, okay, the worst part is, is like, you're still sitting down and they're standing up. That's an awkward position it's to awkward. be in. I'm just going to put that out there. And also, I'm I don't want to sit here and stare at your backside right next to me and like, you're in my face. Planes are tight. Yeah. Like they're really tight. small, confined yeah. places. I don't yeah. want you standing that close to my face. Also, everybody that's sitting down knows that they should be sitting down because the take taking off a seatbelt sign has not gone off, exactly. you know? And so we're all embarrassed for this guy. <laughs> and so like, you just feel this secondhand embarrassment and you just don't know what to do with yourself. You're just like, oh, somebody's got to tell him. I know. And it's not going to be me. It's awful. <laughs> Just Awful. so, just if you've never flown on an guy. airplane before, whenever you touch the ground for the very first time, that is not the signal to take off your seatbelt. Yeah, you've landed, but you're not okay. allowed to take off your seatbelt. I'll tell you the truth. Or get I up. take off my seatbelt. I'm sorry, I get tired. Oh, of I mean, thing. you can take off your seatbelt. Seat but don't I get up. Don't get I'm up. I'm gonna wait until it is my turn, and we can get off the plane in an orderly fashion. Or at least Thank when you. the plane starts moving. Yes. At least. You're at the taxiing, least. sir. Please or sometimes sit down. you will sit there at the terminal for a long mm-hmm. time before they ever like open the gates. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit there and wait till they open the gate. I don't wanna stand there forever. Exactly. I just hit my mic, I'm sorry. I think I've hit mine like five times. <laughs> it's fine. We're passionate. <laughs> really? About these dumb guys, I, apparently. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Uh yeah. Oh, the things that really drive me crazy are when they don't realize you're supposed to take off your shoes before you go through security. Okay. And like, how many times did they tell you, take off yeah. your shoes? How many yeah. signs did you pass that say, take off your shoes? Exactly. Can you just get it done already? Like, If oh. there are signs and if they are saying something, then listen. But if they're not, I always ask, like, am I supposed to take off my shoes? Yeah. And then they're like, yes. Because, okay, this also drives me crazy. Every airport's different. Yeah, yeah. Which, why? Because TSA is the same everywhere. I don't know why every airport's different. Some of them want your laptop out. Some of them want your laptop in. Some I of know. them are okay with it being in a sleeve. Some of them want it out of the sleeve. Yeah. Some of them want your liquids in a separate compartment and your shoes in a separate compartment. Some yeah. of them want them all together to make it faster. I'm like, let's get... Yeah. The same system Let's everywhere. Let's do a criteria. That Let's send out a list. Yes. <laughs> and have it all the same everywhere you go. It's universal and nothing ever changes because otherwise yeah. I look like an idiot. I thought I had it down the last trip I took and the the lady had to stop me. And I had to be that person where the lady had to stop me and say, no, we want your laptop over here in this other bin, not yeah. in a sleeve. And I'm like, great. Now I'm the idiot because the last airport didn't tell me to do that. No, I mean... It's different at every single one of them, so. All right. Are we done with our, our travel corner? Yes, think? yes. Bangladesh was awesome. It's good to be home. <sighs> That's so good. Yeah. We're, we're glad that you're home. Thank you. I'm glad that you're safe. Yes, not, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like drowning in a monsoon or have exactly. a deadly disease or anything. <laughs> All those vaccines were worth it. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were. They really were. Okay, so I've mentioned this a couple of times before that I would like to do a little segment on product review. I enjoy, and we talked about me being melancholy last time, I enjoy being analytical and thinking through things. And thinking yeah. about the products that I use is a really big part of just like things that I think about while I'm in the shower or not yeah. doing anything or riding in my car. Like, I don't know if everybody's like that, but I... I'm not. 
I thought I think it's your personality type. Like I think there are tons of people like you. You Probably. Know? They're all melancholies. We can all hang out and be yeah. antisocial together. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the first product that I would like to bring to you today is my toothbrush <laughs> by a company called Quip. And they advertise a lot on Instagram. I've mentioned before those Instagram ads really get to me. I'm like, yep, I'm buying it because Instagram knows how to advertise. And I've I'm also go seen look them. it up. It, they're amazing. It's Q U I P. Their website is getsquip.com. And it is an electric toothbrush. It is powered by a battery, so you don't have to charge it or anything. And you know how your dentist always tells you you need to brush your teeth for two minutes every time you brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. That's like the standard. I don't ever count for two minutes oh, while no. I'm brushing my teeth. So no. Well, after I got this toothbrush, I realized I was probably brushing my teeth for about 45 seconds I've every time. I've seen this. Isn't that a gorgeous toothbrush? It is. It is super minimalist and sleek. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about how it works, though. It's it's a very gentle vibration. Like, it's way less than I thought it would be. It just barely buzzes in your hand. It feels like when your phone vibrates. Like, that's how much it moves. It's not like the bristles are rubbing against your teeth or anything. It just barely vibrates. And really all it does is it kind of like, it's very weird how it works. It sends this subliminal message of how hard you need to be pushing on your teeth. Mm -hmm. And it does change its vibration with if you're pushing too hard, it'll change. And if you're not going hard enough, it'll change. And Uh it makes you want to brush just the right amount of pressure oh it's it's very crazy I when I first got it I thought oh this isn't vibrating very much I thought this isn't going to work very well but it it's really a mind trick more than an actual mechanism to brush your teeth wow and so it like goes for 30 seconds and you're supposed to brush one quarter of your teeth Mm -hmm. so you brush like the bottom left half and Mm -hmm. then after another 30 seconds it will like it stops its buzz for a second so that you know to move over to the next side. And so your teeth get super duper clean because you can focus on one part of your mouth. Yeah. And I've noticed that my teeth are much, much cleaner. My gums are healthier because I'm brushing with the right amount of pressure. That um, is so cool. They have a thing against blue bristles. Like usually different toothbrush companies use different colors, but most of the mm-hmm. time the blue bristles are the really hard ones. Uh-huh. And they're very much like those are bad for your teeth. Those are bad for your gums. We don't use those. So they use a very medium bristle. It's not too soft and it's not hard. The The part that I really love, and this is perfect for our travel segment, is it comes with this little holder that you can stick on your mirror. And it has this really cool adhesive sticky strip on the back that's reusable. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it works. It's not like <laughs> sticky tack because sticky tack wears out and it dries out and yeah. it doesn't stick anymore. Yeah. It keeps re-adhering. Like, no matter how many times I've moved it, uh-huh. it doesn't even really get dirty when I've, like, thrown it into my my little travel bag and gone mm-hmm. to place and then come back. Like, I guess it's made of teeny tiny little suction cups or something. I don't know. But wow. you just push it really hard on your mirror and it sticks. Yeah. And that little holder also doubles as, like, a travel case. Yeah, So you that's put it cool. on the bristle side and it keeps your toothbrush clean. So. Nifty. I love anything subscription, and they do have a subscription service where they send you a new head every three months, which is when you're supposed to change your toothbrush head, and okay. I never remember to do that. I've probably used some toothbrushes for almost two years. 
Which oh, yeah. you're not supposed to do. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, it's not broken. It still works. I can <laughs> still clean my teeth with it. Yeah, no. They they make me feel like a good person because I have a new head and a new battery every three months. Oh, nice. I did a prepaid. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. They just mm-hmm. send it to you. I did a prepaid plan where I paid $55, and that's cheaper than so many other electric toothbrushes yes, out there. Like is. most of them are around $100. Yeah. I did $55 and that pays for my toothbrush heads for a year and the batteries. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty cool. It's They have uh, some with metal finishes and some with plastic finishes. And I got a gold finish that's like a metallic gold. And it's like super pretty in my bathroom. <laughs> they also have I'm toothpaste, all about the but I've pretty. never used it. Yeah, I know. That's where they got me is like it looks pretty and it's minimalist. Mm -hmm. Like it's very sleek. There's no buttons and switches and stuff all over it. Like you can't even see the button that you push to. You just have to – there's a pressure point. Yeah, that's really cool. It's very clean. I like the sleek. I like that my – I like a lot of times things that don't make my eyes – look for too long like I just right. like to glaze over everything and everything's in its place and it's all yes. nice and nice See, tones you're so but you're so sanguine I thought you would just love like bright colors and crazy I don't wow that's I mean like I love pink like pink is probably the bright that I like yeah and yeah it's not even but like it's not pinks. even a bright it's a light pink yeah um like your rose gold macbook adorable yes i love that thing i have a, have a pinky rose gold macbook a pink phone please a pink don't close bottle. it i'm not gonna close it <laughs> i'm so scared right now for the <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I'm thinking, i have to edit this <laughs> uh, a pink laptop case i'm all about the pink i like it i like it very much thank I'm you kinda, i'm kind of like i used to be pink everything my iphone is the rose gold but i'm starting mm-hmm. to go more towards the gold my, yeah my macbook adorable is gold and my toothbrush is gold. i love that you call them macbook adorable because they are it adorable is. well okay They're so nice and tiny that came from shout out to cdp gray he would never listen to this podcast but he's like my <gasps> hero podcaster i love him and he's also like my hero youtuber he's an educational youtuber so, yeah, he thought of the MacBook adorable because there's no way to differentiate this isn't, between just, the other MacBook, MacBook that yeah. looks totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. I think so, too. That was a long podcast. They're usually not going to be that long, probably. Oh, it, are they not usually this long? Oh, uh, let's see. No, they're usually at about an hour and ten minutes or so that's so funny i thought there were like two hours am i crazy (laughs) it feels like two hours it feels really long okay well thank you so much for joining thriving theory today yes and we'll see you next time see you next time bye bye